Welcome, everybody, to the second edition of the podcast on the Plains. I'm Sam Butler, the sports editor at the Auburn Plainsman, joined by Evan McCullers, assistant sports editor. And Auburn just picked up their first one of the season in Atlanta against Louisville in the Chick-fil-A kickoff game. And what was a really good performance by Auburn, especially in the first half, was really encouraging. But what caught everybody off guard was really how poorly Jeremy Johnson played. Evan, is there anything to that? I don't know. We'll see uh, this weekend how he bounces back. Uh, obviously, like you said, he had the three interceptions and I think just over 100 yards uh, passing. Mm-hmm. And just not what everyone expected. And he also he did have a rushing touchdown and then one uh, through the air. So two total touchdowns. But I don't think anyone expected the three interceptions. We hadn't seen anything like that in the two years, uh, his freshman and sophomore years, when he got some starts and some playing wow. time. And so I don't think anyone was really expecting that. But when they had to lean on the running backs in the second half, uh, they really had a guy step up. Yeah, Peyton Barber, who sort of got demoted to second team, but not really. He was kind of sharing it back there with Javon Robinson. Uh, Rock Thomas started the game. He was named the starter earlier that uh, last week. He came out. He got injured. They said it was a lower body injury. And then Javon Robinson came in for a few plays there. Another lower body injury. Peyton Barber steps up in his place. Peyton Barber basically stole the show and won the game more or less there at the end. He kept the chains moving. He basically found every hole he needed to from the offensive line. He basically sealed the game on the last drive with a pretty crucial first down run. But coupled with that holding call and Bobby Petrino's timeout allowed Auburn to win the game by chunking it deep into nowhere, Bill. But, um, yeah. Going back to what you said about Jeremy, in the preseason in fall camp, everybody talks about or talked about how much preseason hype Jeremy was getting, and we touched on this last week. But I don't, I think he wasn't used to having the team to himself. I think he was trying to do too much last week. What I basically saw was that he would predetermine where he was going to throw it before the snap, and that worked really well on short passes to do little slant routes, little hitches. But then on those deeper balls, like not the one to Jason Smith, but there are other ones that he threw where he zeroed in on the guy. And Well, Ricardo, he threw it 50 yards downfield to Ricardo Lewis. I believe that was in the second quarter, Yeah, I want to say. And he had three guys right around him, and that was one of his interceptions. Yeah. Probably the worst of the three. And when you're predetermining your throws like that, the defensive backs, the corners, the safeties, they're going to read your eyes. They're going to see where you're throwing. If you're not looking away and you know you're going deep, they're just going to turn their hips and sprint back there with them. And that's what happened. And Jeremy just threw it right to him. And then those other two, I don't know what he was thinking. That he wasn't anywhere close to who he was trying to throw it to. But, oh well. Yeah, the offense coordinator, Rhett Lashley, he said that he just thought, the word he used was pressing uh, for Jeremy. He just thought yeah. that he was trying to do too much, make the big play instead of the easy play, as he put it. And I think that's pretty accurate, that he, you know, he wanted to come out and make a splash after all the preseason hype and, you know, tried to do too much and tried to make too too many plays, and it didn't work out for him on some. But I think he learned from that experience, and I think that that'll be um, a good experience for him in the long run, you know, moving forward where he knows that he can't just throw it anywhere he wants to and it's going to find his receiver, uh, that he has to make smart decisions with the ball. Yeah, I think this week will be a pretty good practice arena, more or less, for yep. him to work the kinks out and get ready for LSU next week. Um, on the offensive line, everything kind of worked out the way we thought it would. Uh, Cozan started at left guard. Golf started at center. 
those were the two main battles. But then left guard, Kozan and Devontae Danzi have been rotating in and out. Yeah, and uh, offense coordinator Rhett Lashley also said this week um, with that that that's something they're planning to do this week as well, that both of them will play against Jacksonville State. And I don't know going forward what their plan is there. I've always been of the opinion that it's nice to have five guys on the offensive line that can come together and really gel over the course of the season and develop chemistry. Uh, but that may not be the route they want to go. They may have every intent, you know, that, right, that may be yeah. their intention to play both throughout the year. And obviously, Kozan coming off the injury, we think he's 100%. You know, nothing Supposedly. indicates that he's not 100%. But if he is still you know, suffering some some lingering effects from that back injury. Maybe that's why he can't go the full time. Or maybe Devontae Danzi's just giving him a really good run for his money and they're comfortable with both of them and, and they're good with playing both. But yeah. uh, in the past, I've never known Auburn to go with, you know, have a rotating position on the offensive line like that. I think they usually like to get five guys together. and But that may not be the case this year. We'll see. But then uh, getting away from the offense – Something that was really impressive in the Louisville game was the defense. Obviously, it was the first game under new coordinator Will Muschamp. So what were just your main takeaways from the defensive play? Well, I mean, even from the get-go, the very first play, you saw what having Carl Boston back does for that defense. The pass rush with him and Montrevious Adams and even Dontavious Russell was phenomenal. Uh, Reggie Bonifant, who started the game, couldn't get anything going. He was always under pressure, I think. Pro Football Focus gave him 17 quarterback hurries, eight hits, and a few sacks. So you saw what can happen. The first play, I think it was the direct snap to Jackson, who ended up yes. playing the rest of the game. The pressure on that was incredible. and yeah, Lawson was in the backfield pretty much at the snap. Yeah, right? and, and he just had to throw up that prayer that Trey Matthews just tracked down center field that mm-hmm. never really had a chance of reaching whoever he was trying to throw it to. Yeah, that defensive line is something else, man. That pass rush and then Montrevious Adams on that fumble, he was in the backfield hitting the running back before the ball even got there. And that's what caused the fumble and allowed Justin Garrett to get that 80-some-odd-yard scoop and score. So that's going to be huge going forward. Yeah, that's a scary front when you've got everybody healthy. And Carl, uh, we'll discuss that in a minute, but he's a little dinged up. Uh, from the Louisville game, but he should be good to go this weekend. But when they're all healthy, and like you said, you've got Carl, you've got Montrevious, you've got Dontavious, uh, Deborah Lawrence yep. up front. Um, I mean, it's just that it's a really, really good group. And that's something that Auburn, as we discussed last week, they really struggled with that last year, couldn't get any pressure on the quarterback. And a lot of games they struggled to stop the run as well. Just the all-around defensive line play was not very good. And so that's something that is really looking a lot better this year. I mean, obviously it's just one game, mm-hmm. but it's really looking a lot better this year, especially if all of them can stay healthy. Yep. And then behind them, the linebackers, which were a little bit of a contentious point heading in with turning leading tackler, Casanova McKenzie not being in the starting lineup, and Trey Williams starting over him. But from everything we saw, that linebacker core was pretty strong. Chris Frost is getting better at his communication. That was the biggest knock on him. He's still a fantastic run defender. He's really smart. He just had problems in pass coverage and communicating. Uh, Trey Williams, he jumped in there starting. He did a fine job, I think. Mm-hmm. 
Justin Garrett, like you said, finally won that job back after getting injured. Then he showed out with that. Really, that that fumble recovery turned the tide of the game because Louisville was about to get down there and get within what was it, three points of. Well, it was seven nothing, and right Louisville now. was headed in, so they could have potentially tied the game. And all of a sudden, Justin Garrett makes a play, and it's a, a two touchdown game instead of, yeah. instead of a tied game. So yeah, huge play in the game there. But um, the linebackers as a whole, I was, you know, encouraged, and I think Auburn fans were encouraged by what we saw on Saturday. One thing I really noticed was I I didn't see the missed tackles that we saw a year yeah. ago, and that really goes for everybody. Will Muschamp's um, really hounded them about that. Yeah, He's really got definitely. them down to that fundamental tackling aspect. Um, it really showed. Yep, and, and I did see, you know, obviously you're never going to tackle 100%. I did see a couple on Saturday, but it was nothing like the epidemic last Ooh. year where it seemed like there was a missed tackle on every play. Um, you know, I saw some really solid open field plays from the linebackers and uh, from some guys in the secondary. So I think overall – a really impressive performance by the defense and a really encouraging performance uh, for any Auburn fan to see. Yeah, they did give up, I think, just over 400 yards total, yep. uh, which is not the best, obviously. But um, they they bent, but they didn't break. And they gave up 24 points. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can play the what-if game all day on the end of the game. You know, if Louisville had gotten the ball back again, Will Muschamp discussed that yesterday. But the bottom line is they didn't, and the defense stopped them just enough. Yeah. That's all. I think there's been a huge culture shift from last year. I agree. Whereas in 2014, Auburn would have done everything in their power to not make the defense make a stop to win the game. And like you said, uh, last night at the Will Muschamp's press conference, he said that he would have loved for the hands team to fumble that onside kick recovery (laughs) so that – his defense could make a stop to win that game. So I think that's just a really jarring shift from last year, and it's cool to see, even with the struggles of the offense from the first game, they're going to turn it around. Gus Malzahn's yeah. not going to let them poop out another game like that. <laughs> but um, going forward, having a defensive coordinator that, that, that's that keen on setting up a strong defense and Gus Malzahn's play, con- uh, play calling abilities – and just the offense he's able to churn out, there's really not too many reasons for concern. I mean, there's still great teams, and everything in the SEC is going to be tough. But there's not that lingering doubt in the back of your mind that this defense is going to get shredded no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I think that's huge going forward, yeah, especially going absolutely. into Death Valley in two weeks. Absolutely. Last thing, had a few injuries uh, pop up. Like we said, the running backs suffered a few rock and Javon both suffered lower body injuries. Coaches said that they're fine. Um, they said it was nothing serious. They're going to be back. They were just holding them out as a precaution. Uh, Carl Lawson, like we mentioned earlier, he what they say it was, it was a hip pointer? Hip pointer, hip, hip, hip flexor, hip something flexor. like that. Yeah, just a minor uh, hip injury that, you know, I don't think it will be a big deal moving forward. But no. they, I think he came back in for a series after he got hurt in the yeah. second quarter, but then in the second half they held him out, so I don't think it's too serious. Yeah, he'll be fine. And then Trey, Trey Matthews, looks like he hurt his shoulder when he was making a tackle there at the end. He went straight to the locker room, didn't know how serious it looked right then. But then after the game, he was fine. His arms were moving around perfectly fine. He said it was just a little sore. 
So no reason to think there's anything wrong right there. Other than that, everybody really stayed pretty healthy. Yeah, I think so. You know, obviously, you're going to have bumps and bruises after any game against, well, you know, any game period, but especially against another Power 5 team to open the season. But I think, you know, you get out of an early season game against a good team and you don't have any major injuries. Yes, that's always That's got to be a win, you know. So, yeah. But moving forward to this week, we get Jacksonville State coming to mm-hmm. town, uh, an in-state team. And yep. Gus said this week that he really enjoys playing the in-state teams. That you know we've got, we had Alabama A and M come here and play a couple of years ago. We got Jacksonville State this year. Yeah, Sanford last year. And, yeah, Sanford, and uh, and just a few weeks ago they announced that Alabama State, I believe, yep. will be coming to play in straight out of Montgomery. A few years, yeah, that's right. So. Gus really enjoys playing the in-state teams, and um, so the Gamecocks of Jacksonville State will be coming down to play, and in their opening game against Chattanooga uh, last weekend, they their defense was really impressive. They only gave up 196 total yards uh, for the game, only just over three yards per rush, and only 3.8 yards per play, and they've got several playmakers on that defense. One of their defensive linemen Darius Jackson, who plays a position called Bandit for them. They run like a 3-4-4-3 hybrid. And that's sort of like the buck position, from what I understand, and Mm -hmm. Will Muschamp's defense. But he had four tackles and three tackles for loss. And so he was all over the place, a really disruptive player. And so that'll be a guy to to watch out for on Saturday. But, you know, even with their, their impact players, and then on the offensive side for them, you had Troy Main Pope. Who had 173 rushing yards? That's a name. And yeah, it is Troy Main. Troy Main. Uh, listen for that over the new PA system this weekend. Uh, Troy Main Pope rushed for 173 yards and had an average uh, rushing average of 11 and a half yards per carry. Very impressive. Mm-hmm. But overall, they're you know, still an FCS team. It's Jacksonville State. Yeah. And Gus, I mean, Gus did talk a little bit. He said that they were one of the better FCS teams. They're, and they are. Yeah, they're, they're they're at the top. They're top five, I believe, in but, FCS. But it's FCS. This isn't a North Dakota State playing Kansas. Yeah. A um, little bit different. Auburn's going to win. I don't know how much by. I'll say 45 to 10. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree that Auburn will get the victory this Saturday. Uh, don't think it will be a nail biter. Uh, I will go forty-one to fourteen. I'll give them a few more points than you did. Uh, <laughs> maybe the the defensive subs in the fourth quarter for Auburn give up a late score or something. But maybe. I'll uh, I'll be generous to Troy Maine. I, I really do like that name. Like you said, I'm. Uh, Interested to, to hear that call in, in JHS this weekend. Yeah, speaking of that new sound system, right before kickoff, I think they said around 10.30, they're going to officially unveil that big new scoreboard and new sound system. It's first time it's ever going to be played for the public. Yep, uh, Jay Jacobs spoke with us on Tuesday, and he said that um, it will not he wasn't. He was kind of secretive about it. He said it wouldn't look normal when we went in there, uh, but around ten so twenty, like a big tarp. To, yeah, I assume it'll be covered up. Uh, just off based off what he said, uh, but I really didn't know what to take out of that. Like I said, he was kind of secretive, but he said that there will be there will be an unveiling 
of the scoreboard as soon as the team leaves the field to go back into the locker room after they get their preliminary stretches and all that done. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, like you said, I think that's usually about 30 minutes till kickoff. Yep. Um, and then, obviously, you'll have all of your uh, normal pregame traditions. Tiger Walk early this week. Uh, oh, 11, oh. 11 a.m. kick, so we will be at Tiger Walk at 9 a.m. So get your coffee and... Uh, Head on out to and, South Donahue. And, yep, get to South Donahue because the Tigers will be walking down there early. Speaking and actually, note on that Tiger Walk, Yep, the kids from New Schmidt Elementary from Chicago are actually going to be leading that Tiger Walk. Is that right? Yep. I they, did not know that. Yep. I knew they were in town this weekend. We were going to mention that also. They will be recognized, uh, I believe, after the first quarter is what Jay Jacobs told us. But at some point during the game, uh, for those of you who don't know, they are an elementary school class. I believe they're third grade. I think they're second grade. Um, okay, second or third grade. One of those two. And uh, yeah, and they are down here for the weekend. They made a video a while back uh, for their college week at their school, mm-hmm. where they had to, as a class, learn a lot about a college and make a presentation with a lot of information. And this particular class chose Auburn, and the video went viral, and Jay Jacobs got a hold of it, and he actually went up there Bo to Jackson their school. And yeah, Aubie did, too. Took Bo both Jackson them, and Aubie. Them up there. And uh, that group went up there and saw them. And Tonight, uh, Today's Thursday. They got here around noon. Yes. To a big old yes. fanfare. They got a chartered Tiger Transit bus rolled into the athletics complex. Yeah, I actually, there, uh, leaders, I actually passed that. I got run off the road by the police escort them coming into town. So, yeah. yeah just, that's, that's something worth getting run off the road for. It is. You know, you always love to see the, the young kids in town. And, uh, you know, like Jay Jacobs said the other day, their main goal is to tell them that, that a college education, whether it be at Auburn or elsewhere is within their grasp. Absolutely. And uh, so that's great that, you know, encouraging some young kids to uh, yeah. to pursue their dreams. But they will be featured uh, on the field during the game in one of the game breaks. And yeah. that's actually really interesting yeah. that they're leading Tiger yeah, Walk. Tiger Walk. I'll I didn't be there know for that. the game and they'll head out. Yep. And, of course, uh, there'll be the Eagle flight shortly. Yeah, I believe one, he said after. The season. Yep. After the scoreboard unveiling. Uh, will be the the normal time for the eagle flight. That's always cool to see. Yep. Um, and after this week, get next week going down to Baton Rouge down to yep. Death Valley. Get to go in to the an, Bayou in an afternoon game, which is odd for yeah. That's a little LSU home game. That's a little unusual. Um, but yeah, looking forward to that. Looking to see how LSU does since their first game against McNeese State got canceled. Yep. So their first game of the season is actually going to be tomorrow, I guess, and she'll be listening to this Friday or Saturday. They're actually going to be playing Mississippi State in their season opener. In Starkville. In Starkville. So, so that'll definitely uh, be interesting to watch how they perform. And Brandon Harris starts again. Yes. We all know how his only start of the season went last year. Yeah, not well. well. We saw that one firsthand. Rolled into Auburn and got waxed 41-7. to Yep, that's a good word for it. So I guess we'll see how that goes. So Auburn, I think this week, just looking to stay injury-free, yeah. uh, clean up some things, and then, you know. Get like, Jeremy like on said, the right track. Yeah. Get, get ready healthy. Go. Get ready to go to LSU. Get ready to go to the bayou. Yeah. Uh, that's really it for this week. Podcast on the Plains. Until next time, I'm Sam. And that's Evan. And we will see you guys later. Podcast on the Plains Sports Edition was produced with the assistance of 91.1 WEGL. The intro song Freestyle 30 by Benjamin Banger was provided by the Free Music Archive.
For any questions about this podcast, email sports at theplainsman.com.